You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome everybody to the 9to5 Entertainment System. Scott's not here because he's... I was going to say something offensive, but I won't. Yay! What do we talk about, guys? This is going to be exciting. We're talking about Rob Ford shenanigans. In politics, drugs, yeah! And corruption rhymes with construction. Thor 2, The Dark World, no spoilers. We also talk about other Marvel movies. Demigoths and Anne Rice. Symbols and faith. Bieber News Update. Boop, 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 and then Rob Ford again. <laughs> American Horror Story. Ninja Scroll. Grandmas. Shadows of Colossi. PS4 launching. Assassin's Creed Madness. And we talk about The Orphan Master's Son, legitimate literature. It's a Korea book thing. And then we talk about me going to see Slayer minus Jeff Henneman. Yeah! Then we all got a little sad. This is the 9-5 Entertainment System. That was delightful, guys. When is anything ever on topic? Yeah, but it's like recording two weeks. I was like, oh, let's talk about Rob Ford. And like, by all, by this time, Rob Ford might have OD'd in a hotel somewhere. I because don't think that that is possible. There is so much bulk <laughs> to that man, and he has such a history of pouring toxins into his body. I would be shocked. You'd be, you'd be amazed if he managed to like. I know it would almost be like a triumph. Something you could write down on the book of things that you did. I I, I managed to OD this this. I OD myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's it. Because this is coming up uh, today. We're the. 9th of yeah. November, but this isn't going to come up until, like, the 20th. So, context, this is the third, fourth day since that drunken rant about him beating somebody up came out. Yeah, exactly, oh, where, so once again, his excuse was, I was drunk. Yeah. Come but on, guys, you can't hold me responsible. I was wasted. Happens to everybody, right? Hello? Right? As, as much as everybody is talking about, like, oh, he's, like, what a comical buffoon, yeah. and all that stuff, it's like... And he is, though. Yep. Yes. Yeah. But, the, the context, I find that, like, that doesn't seem to be brought up in the media that much is the fact that like every decision he's ever made as mayor is now completely suspect suspect because yep. we could either be on crack yep maybe even if he only did it once or but or be definitely drunk because I was drunk is his main excuse hasn't he been recorded like everything. multiple times clearly inebriated yeah at the yeah, yeah there's like it's like it's like a favorite thing of like local Torontonians to try to like walk around downtown somewhere and like catch, Rob, catch Ford. Rob Ford on the drunk and then like take videos with him like there's like a bunch of them online really yeah so you're fucking shit okay so Toronto is the fifth biggest city in North America something like that so yeah seventh maybe We're top ten for yeah, sure for t- sure top ten largest city in North America the largest city in Canada Easily, the economic yeah. part yeah. of Canada <laughs> and the leader I lived of there once is a drunken crackhead yep <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like you could get sued for libel or whatever for saying that. It's like literally out of his own mouth. He's a drunken crackhead. Exactly. Yeah, I, d- I smoke crack in a drunken stupor. I mean, come on. <laughs> I love my favorite. My favorite thing is just sort of like, yeah, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say that I'm never gonna drink. That would be absurd. <laughs> just like, I'm not gonna tell you I'm never gonna drink again because it's just not true. I'm, I'm gonna drink again. It's yeah. like fucking lie. Just lie, Rob Ford. Like at this point in your career. You need to say, I'm never going to drink again. Because, and then he's like, you know, like, the, he's like, I, uh, I've made mistakes, but I was elected to do a job, and I'm going to keep doing that job. And if the uh, citizens of Toronto are not happy with that job, they could decide for themselves in, in October 2015. <laughs> 2015. <laughs> At the end of my term. Yep. Like two years from now. You got, you got to kind of admire the, the like, pair that it takes to, to stand up. Like, just like, I am not fucking quitting. Fuck you. Like, it's, uh, you know, there's a bit of hotspot of that. I, let's get the, yeah. <laughs> At I least like, he's honest about like, there's, that. There's a bit of hotspot yeah. of that. I'm like, there it, it is. but it's, and and really, like, you know, he's got to be thinking, and he's, he's probably got these aides who are hanging around with him being like, come on, man, you you can only go up from here. Well, his so approval rating you're a drunk went up. Crackhead, did it? His approval rating went up. How? It, it was like, <laughs> John Stewart was just sort of like, he's like, hey, Canada. <laughs> like, like, I'll admit, it's super funny. 
<laughs> and he's like, but you're encouraging him. Like, you're enabling. Like, <laughs> you know, he's just sort of like, I know you guys like a good joke, and the drunken crackmare is hilarious, but you can't encourage him. It's serious business. Like, we won't be laughing if he, like, overdoses and goes to the grave. He's like, well, we might be laughing. But he's like, he's like you, need to, you need to think long term. He's like, long term, if you keep this guy, like, stable, you have way more laughs than if we just encourage him off the deep end. It's a pretty goddamn good point. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, his approval rating went up. It blows my fucking mind. But anyway, this all might not even well, be news. Okay, I, w- I, will, I will contest what you were saying there. It's not what the fuck Canada. It's what the fuck Toronto. Right. Because this is not like, I didn't vote for Rob Ford, and you sure as hell didn't either. No, for sure. <laughs> I don't vote. Well, that killed the conversation. Yeah. yeah, but still. Our leadership, we got Denis Cordaire. We don't know yet, man. I'm, I'm like everybody's waiting with bated breath for how long it's going to be before the mob comes. Well, <laughs> that's it. It's yeah. he's the, I guess the safe bet, but he's the one who has the most ties to corruption in his past, right? So it's like, yep, yeah, there you go. He had like ties to the national sponsorship scandal under the yeah. local government, and half of his fucking counselors are former union party well, wasn't members. Wasn't he the one who said he's going to put in independent things, but if you yeah. look into the past of it, he's he has the most ties to the most political corruption, which is might, not necessarily a bad which thing. Which might make him like uniquely suited to deal with this because it's not just going to go away. It's not like, Mayor's office is now no longer negotiating with the mob, and right. it's like, Mayor's office is on fire the next day. You know, <laughs> it's like, you can't just cut fucking ties like that with a super tight mob-run union city. Yep. So yeah. maybe he is the guy who's going to fix it. But, uh... Well, everybody said that about the dude before. The one who had... Applebaum, the yeah, intro? Yeah, Applebaum was supposed to be, like, untouchable. And fucking 13 accusations of fucking... Yeah, well, whatever. Come on. <sighs> oh, Montreal. Politics. I was like, I'm waiting for Vancouver to just come in with something. <laughs> Isn't it heroin? Don't they have a huge heroin yeah, problem that, like, huge. nobody talks about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because we were talking about this... Um, I was talking about this with a, a contract worker from Vancouver when I was on vacation. Yeah. And he was saying that in Vancouver, um, construction is absolutely run by the Japanese mob, like Yakuza, except for the fact that they're completely above board. It has nothing to do with their drug business. Everything is completely legit. All their Everything is up to code. Everything is up to standard. Yeah. It's just, like, happens to be run by the same people that sell heroin. Huh. Like, which I guess is kind of nice. <laughs> There's something kind of, like, entrepreneurial about the drug trade where you gotta be like really smart to keep it in the game you know like so. like people who are really really dumb get arrested pretty quickly or they get pushed out or assassinated yeah. by other drug people so the guys yeah. who are still around probably are pretty good at doing things getting yeah. organized international trade yeah so that's it no, so yeah so apparently the construction in Vancouver is absolutely run by the mob yeah. but like well well <laughs> exactly because I was like Montreal, we wouldn't have a problem with the mob running construction if our roads didn't fall apart all the time. Which our do. buildings didn't yeah. fall apart all the time, which they do. You know, on it's like, people. On people. Yeah. You know, it's like that's the problem is that they cut corners and they like fucking pocket all the money, whatever. Yeah. But apparently, like, the books on all the construction in Vancouver is like completely above board and, and everything. And they just keep it completely like two different portfolios yeah. like heroin, construction. Like, and they just keep that shit separate. Yep. And our, that was what our. our anime correspondent Mr. Chris Herman was talking about <laughs> while he was over in uh, over in Japan and apparently like there's just like there are buildings that are just like say outside like this is a Yakuza building like this is a building where there are Yakuza yep. and this is that and if you go there if you would like to speak to the Yakuza and it's not always about like crimes like you they, they offer like loans they offer help they offer like, whatever they're like very very public very very like not giving a fuck yep. because and like society knows that you're like you can get involved with the yakuza in a completely above board way if you if that's the yakuza you want to get involved with or you can be you know on heroin right one or the other so so I've come on vancouver <laughs> <laughs> time for some scandal get entertaining <laughs> time time for your mayor to go crazy or something yeah so john you wanted to talk about something? yeah i sure did so i saw um thor 2 the dark world Ooh, i want to go see that yeah you said Star Wars. Well, yeah, it's like Star Wars. Okay, so there's these Geiger elves, and then mm-hmm. they fight with space Vikings. And they all have laser guns and grenades and laser swords and rocket turrets and spaceships. Like, this, You know what this kind of reminds me? Like, from what you just said. Yeah. Like, a film that would have been released in the 80s starring David Carradine. It, yeah, kind of. They have, like, <laughs> like floating scooter jets that have laser guns on them, and then yeah. they have Viking helmets. Like, it's it's so fucking weird. And then they go... Like He-Man. 
it is a lot like He-Man. It, we're, we're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have little, like a little floating podium with a laser gun on it, and then a guy with a sword, like, woo, flying along. And then he go, he goes and he saves the, these like elves that have that have all kinds of like leather and latex, and they have these grenades that like they throw them and they blow up and they make a little mini black hole that suck people into it painfully. You throw them, they blow, and then they blow up and they make a little goth. And then they're attacking little pastoral villages that have like thatched roofs and and like cows outside of it and whatever it's 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 like if you think about it for a split second it doesn't make a lick of fucking sense but it's it's fun to look at well, so I guess... how's the story though does it develop okay is it better than the first one i thought the first one is a bit too cartoony well this is a fucking cartoony everything is cartoony about this right like yeah, but it has to be like it's as guardian gods fighting a space war yeah. okay i meant more like uh too campy no, I mean it's it's like a it's almost like watching a Conan movie, right? There's these dark elves from before this current age, so like from before time, and then the dark elves were beat up by um, uh, Thor's grandfather, and then he he told everybody in Asgard that he killed all of the dark elves, and then the dar- and then the dark elves. Had- I guess this is spoilers. No, no, this is like the first ten minutes of the movie. This okay. is like the, this is like the setup, and in fact, this whole setup is done in a na- narrative section at the start, similar to how the first one, the first Thor, had like a really long narration, yeah. just like get everybody up to speed because most people don't read Thor comic books and yeah. understand why there would be lasers. Espe- especially like non-avenging Thor. Yeah, like a lot of people, like I, like, I know, as a comic book reader. Yeah. Thor basically only exists to me when he's hanging out with the Avengers, at which point he's on Earth taking care of Earth business. Right. I've never read yeah. like any yeah. of the Thor and Asgard this stuff. This is like all Asgard stuff. The yeah. whole the whole movie. They go to Earth, but the Earth sections are like a half hour out of the two hours of the movie. Yeah. So there's all these Dark Elves, whatever. They're supposed to be defeated. The Dark Elves have this like super weapon that they're going to use to destroy the universe, and then Thor's As grandfather beats up all of them, seals away the, the secret weapon because he can't destroy it, and then pretends to kill all the Dark Elves, but they actually go to sleep in a spaceship. And then... In the world, a grand conjunction is occurring where the the nine planes of the Asgardians are like coming into alignment with the real world. So the like walls between worlds are bleeding into each other. And this is the dawning. The, of the, the dark elves wake up and then they want to break into Asgard. And then there's there's like Vikings that throw axes at people. Like <laughs> that's Sounds that's the movie. Like it's good fun. Like it, I mean, yeah. I feel okay. I yeah. feel as though the trailer has absolutely informed me about all of this. Yeah, like like not necessarily like this plot point yeah. that you're talking about, but like I watch the trailer and I'm like, Thor Loki beating up on elves in space. Yes, that is like that. That's the trailer. That's the movie. Like there's <laughs> there's really not that much else that happens over the course of the thing. Like uh, how hot is Natalie Portman? Pretty hot. They don't they don't they don't like indulge her hotness as much as you would expect. Well they didn't in the first one either. Yeah. Right? She's a scientist. She's a scientist. She's she's a scientist in this one too. Like she doesn't get that much uh stuff. Do, do they talk about her getting corrupted by the, the, the weapon? No, that's that's pretty nah, good it's in the first twenty minutes also. Either way, the one part that I liked from the trailer yeah. was when she slapped Loki and was like that for New York and I was like, Well I guess we're even. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Natalie. <laughs> now that you've slapped him well, and he killed hundreds of thousands of people. As usual, Easily. Loki's fucking fantastic. He like doesn't doesn't quite steal scenes as well as he did, I think, in Avengers. But he's just he's clearly like the top of his game. Did you see the uh, the Chinese uh, movie poster debacle or whatever? No. Yes. Oh, that was glorious. Funny. So it's like someone like photoshopped uh, a picture. And then a Chinese theater actually like ran it as the official poster for like Thor two. Okay. Except that but it's like. But it's like it's like it's like fucking Thor like up behind Loki just like with a warm embrace, like <laughs> Loki like staring like wistfully off into like into space. Yeah. Like it's like the super like slashiest it's poster really ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like was actually put up for the well, theater because something that Thor two. They, they did this really kind of well. They, they they made it possible for Loki and Thor to do scenes together where they're not just attacking each other. So there's like a lot of the brothers like hanging out and fighting together. So the like in those scenes, the dialogue is really good. They have like their characters really come out and they. And you yeah, get to well, they they set that up in the trailer yeah. too. Like you can see right away in the trailer, they're being like, "I believe you know my brother Loki," and he's like, "Ah, charmed." Blah blah blah. Yeah. So it's like clearly they need him to be like hanging out or whatever it's like it's a threat enough that at least has them to put their differences aside yeah temporarily the one thing that they shit. didn't do was loki didn't fight like loki i don't know if you remember from avengers certainly like when he was fighting it was always like illusions and trickery and like dancing behind people and stuff like that yeah, and yeah. he was just like just being a big old barbarian in this which is a little disappointing yeah. but who directed it wasn't it was it brown again, no, or no, was no, it no. Uh, some i don't think it was anybody i recognized yeah because i thought that was kind of a a good like a coup of the first one to get a real director to, ha- yeah. to have a real fucking yeah. like but like a real director who's like at least not necessarily fantasy epics but who's like familiar with like 
medieval epic yeah. kind of like doing the hamlets and the shakespeare and all that stuff yeah. like bringing that flavor to thor i thought like gave it a little more legitimacy gave it a little bit more legitimacy to, to be honest i don't know if it came out in in the movie like it was I a little, a little bit, bit there like, but, like, but, like, but like all this stuff like with odin and whatever i was like this is just straight stupid like king's court bullshit yeah like is really hard to do wrong and i don't think they did it wrong i don't think they necessarily nailed the gravitas that they wanted yeah. but it didn't come off as terrible when it really easily could have when you have a bunch of gods Nancing about yelling at each other. There, yeah, there was a lot of people nancing about yelling at each other and like trying to make things super serious when the whole thing is this gigantic sprawling CG, yeah, you yeah. know, like visual thing. Did I don't know. Thor flip a huge table? Because uh, that was my favorite part of Thor one, where he flips the huge banquet table. Come back from war and there's like a giant like fifty person banquet yeah. table and he's like, <laughs> and he just flips it. I don't understand why there's no GIF of that on the internet. I looked for the other I mean, day. You can make it, man. It takes ten seconds. Yeah. I know. Anywho, I would say it was good fun, and if you liked any of the uh, any of the other Marvel stuff, this like fits right in. There's a ton of stuff that links this into the like the the, the overarching plot, obviously. Yeah. And um, there's a there's good cameos. It's good fun. Cool. I really, really, really need uh, Disney to own the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> really needs to happen pretty soon. And Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. It's really Spider-Man. all got to go. I don't. What I don't understand about that is. Um, like, why can't they just, like, shake hands and be like, so we're going to make this mega movie and then we split the profits? Because they hate each other. Yeah, but they're at each other's teeth. But and they're c- don't they like profits? I, you know, that makes sense it, to me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Like, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I understand completely, but it's like, the studios employ the same directors and shit. Like, it's not like Michael Bay or, I mean, bad example, because yeah. he'd make a shit movie. But it's not like he only works for a certain studio, you know? Yeah. Like, they... Directors can go and work for multiple studios. So you have these stars who sign up for like a joint production. This director who signs up for a joint production. Well, Sony keeping Spider-Man out of Avengers movies damages the Avengers brand. Well, so it could not, be not really because he's not an original Avenger. No, yeah, but doesn't not. he join them halfway through? Yeah, but like no, like way way okay. later. Yeah. Like he doesn't join for like another like twenty or thirty years. But whatever, like he can't cameo. He can't like show up when they're fighting a monster and just like do do a couple scenes. That that yeah. that, that that does happen, right? Doesn't it? And it's like doubly weird yeah. because in the Marvel universe, they're in New York. In New York, yeah. so you're like Spider-Man, just like nope, just doesn't show up. <laughs> I don't care that we're being attacked by aliens. <laughs> like, Takes a look at that. Nope, I'm gonna go hang out with my aunt. Exactly. I like mid-tier villains. These look pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys like the latest one with Andrew Andrew Garfield? I forget if we talked about the this. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it. I I, I thought it was like a, a bit of a soulless cash grab. Didn't much. Well, but I, did you but see it? Yeah. 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 I liked Ooh. it much more than the ones with Tobey Maguire. I felt it was. We, we think we might have even talked yeah, about this did. in a previous yeah. episode. I find it's really, but it, it's it's not bad, but it's really by the numbers. Yeah, they're like this yeah. is just this is just a Spider-Man story, and it's the and same it, Spider-Man story we've seen fucking eighteen times. Yeah, pretty that's much. True. Like yeah. it did, it did nothing. It did, it did it very true and competently, but it was like unnecessary. Yep, I don't think they needed to make. With the exception Spider-Man. of keeping the. Uh, IP in the hands of Sony. That is why it was necessary. If they hadn't done it that year, it would have lapsed and gone Yeah, they have these weird things where they need to make Spider-Man movies. Oh, that's right. Okay. I'm remembering this conversation now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, what do you call it? They lost the rights now on, uh, it happened recently. What? Not nothing to do with Marvel. Uh, Daredevil or something. Maybe not Daredevil. Pretty sure it was one of the big ones. No, 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 but not comic book related. Vampire, Anne Rice vampire stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, those rights are now available for purchase. Apparently, I don't know. So I haven't read more than the first two. Do they? Do they? Are they worthy of making? I don't know. I didn't read. I either. read a few of them. Maybe three, three yeah. or four. Uh, I don't know. There's certainly. A, I mean, it like now would be the time if you were. Yeah, gonna, totally. They would. Gonna they would need some serious reimagining, retelling kind of thing because I mean, even in the books, they come off as pretty ostentatious and surreal. Well, that's what they so, are. So yeah, I know, well, but I mean, right now the biggest vampire series has sparkling vampires that they walk. Yeah, so but they're selling really to preteens and lonely moms, so that's okay. But I mean, for us who need a little more subtext, I don't know. But I kind of thought that the Anne Rice books were also to preteens and moms. No, I don't think so. They're a little older. Uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe teens. Maybe. I was a teen when I read them. I don't, every, I don't every, everybody I know who read <laughs> yeah. the Anne Rice books read them in high school. Yeah. Like, yeah, when people were going through like this weird, I think I'm a goth. Exactly, but that's I think that, that there, time There's a word. Like, they were demigoths. Demi. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, that, I think that time has like returned upon us. Yeah. 
fucking Twilights. I don't know, man. How do you improve on the interview with the vampire movie? It was so fucking good. It is super good, but then it went like super downhill with Queen, Queen of the of Damned. Damned. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. They, did they do a vampire Lestat movie? No, that was it. Wasn't Queen of the Damned like half vampire Lestat and a half Queen of the Damned? Well, he's very involved in a whole series. I, I don't know, but the, the book was called The Vampire Lestat, and the plot of that book, I'm pretty sure, was mashed into the film uh, yeah. Queen, Queen of the, of the Damned. Damned. Yeah. Yeah, because like the rise of the stat happens in Vampire the Stat, yeah. and then the awakening of the Queen of the Damned happens in the Queen of the right. Damned, and those things happen in, all together. Uh, yeah. But I mean, but that's like you could reboot like, that whole series, and yeah, but you know. like exactly, like to, to me, as like hokey as like the stat waking up and becoming a big rock star now, like seen, yeah. like given Twilight, that's like I feel like legit, and given like the Vampire Chronicles, what is it called there, um, uh, True Blood, yeah, yeah. that like whole idea, or whatever, is. I w- was not my favorite and still wouldn't be my favorite but I think there's still a market for it yeah. vampire rock stars people are into that well even even just if you go back to interview with the vampire there's there's like the homoeroticism that flows liberally through that there's yeah. the like pedophilia with and sort of with the girl the little yeah, girl who becomes super weird. sexualized yeah. but like you know fucking HBO is all over that shit these days like they they like rape and incest and all of that I mean what's next maybe Anne Rice <laughs> has been saying no because I mean it's not like people's forgotten about didn't her didn't she become a born again Christian yeah, yeah. did she yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh my god it's so creepy writes, like writes, more than usual yeah yeah, yeah. She, write, she writes this whole series too like about like the life of Jesus and stuff oh my god yeah it's super weird but it's still super weird because it's still Anne Rice like they're like if you read like like the devil still has like the best lines and stuff <laughs> like you know like but it's, it has like this weird like Christian through line, but the character of the devil is still like Lestat. So she doesn't dress like some gothic porcelain doll anymore. She might. Probably still. does. She has that look for so long. Yeah. yeah but I mean, but like, what, like, what, what do gods dress like? A bunch of black with crosses everywhere. Like, I feel you could just, you could justify dressing like that as a Christian pretty easily. Yeah. You're morning Christ, bunch of crosses. Yeah. The end. Maybe I guess yeah. <laughs> sort of weird. Mm. I always thought that was super bizarre. What? Like. The amount of, like, cross paraphernalia that, like, is in goth subculture when they're supposedly, like, children of the dark. It's weird. And you're like, what? Like, I don't get it. Or, or or even just venerating the symbol of torture and murder, which killed your god. Isn't that kind of weird? It is. Just a little. Yeah. It's, it's weird to begin with. Yeah, it's, everything's weird about all that. <laughs> Fun. Holy symbols, on the whole, are kind of strange. Just, but you have to have, like, a symbol to, like, a physical symbol to represent... I don't know. A symbol for your faith kind of makes sense because you don't really have any other thing that's physical. You kind of don't need it. it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The whole relationship you're supposed to have is like metaphysical, except for this cross that you're supposed to wear. Uh, yeah, that whole concept about the relationship being metaphysical is a very modern construction. For the longest time, people's relationships were anything but metaphysical. Right. And you had to pay money. Right. And possibly children and possibly whatever else. Drop, drop dollars. Yeah. Uh, speaking of. Goth Dropping stuff. dollars? I was saying goth stuff. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. This what? is good. Dropping dollars. It's time for Bieber news. Uh, well, did you guys... So John's Bieber news update. So this is so good. So Justin Bieber was caught in a Brazilian whorehouse. Um, nice. And then, and then his, uh, his, his... He had like... He, of course, has his guys who like protect him and whatever. His boys. They covered him with a big white sheet and then ran him what? out of there so that people wouldn't see. But his arm came out from under the sheet and you saw a tattoo that clearly identified it as him. And everybody got in a tizzy about this for a few days and there were all the pictures of him being run out of the whorehouse in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the thing. So it disappeared from the news for two days and then on Reddit, I don't know, it was today or yesterday, pictures... So two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Of <laughs> the prostitute while Bieber was making it rain, saying that my man Biebs makes it rain better than anyone else. And she has these pictures of these like prostitutes covered in American money that like you don't see him throwing the money all over them, but it's like a room like the room you're sitting in now, with every surface blanketed with bills. That's hilarious. I, what? No. He's living the dream. Good on you, Biebs. I was Biebs. like, so if uh, Bieber is accepting applications to his entourage, <laughs> uh, yeah. my name's Keith, I have a website, cc. <laughs> I can hang. I can yep. hang, Biebs. <laughs> like, just like while he's making it rain, you're just like picking some up out of the corner. <laughs> Sliding it in your pocket. <laughs> I mean, like, I know this is for the whores, but they, they won't know. They won't miss a few honey. This is actually the first I hear of it. Really? Yep. I don't. I don't even like go out of my way to pay attention to this guy's Whatever. shit. But like in slash r slash Canada, not even in charge of a fucking city. Yeah, seriously, we have, we have a way better guy to pay attention to who's in charge of a city. 
Does he also hang out in Brazilian whorehouses? Almost. <laughs> I guarantee you he's been. Yeah. Probably, probably like Thai ones, cheaper. Or, Filipino. Or Canadian ones. Come on, he's a fucking, he's a mayor. You got to buy Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> you heard about the, 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 the story about the prison thing? I don't know. It's so fucking funny. Okay. So while he was mayor, he went to Still is mayor. Yeah, exactly. As far as we know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, but like while he was not under police surveillance, whatever right. as he is, he showed up to a prison three hours outside of visiting hours and was like, hey, I want a tour of your prison. And they were like, no can do, Mr. Mayor. And then he's like, okay, well, then I want to talk to this one prisoner who was a guy who he was friends with as a child and was convicted as being a drug dealer. Question, was he drunk while making this request? I, I, that, that's it. Like, that's yeah. the part of the story that's like, missing. Can you imagine? Like, was he inebriated? You're like, I'm the fucking mayor. Man, I haven't, I haven't talked to Greg from high school in so long. I wonder what he's up to. I'm going to fucking Google that guy. He's in jail. Well, I'm the fucking mayor. And then you pour yourself some vodka. You hop in your personal limo, and you're like, driver, take me to prison. And the driver's like, uh, Mr. Mayor, what, which, which prison? He's like, the one my friend is at. And then he somehow ends up there and drunkenly stumbles in demanding to see his friend. Give me a tour of the prison. Right. It's not even visiting. How, how do I make this sound official? Wait, I'm the mayor. I can get tours of public facilities. Like, that's official, right? Right? I want a tour. <laughs> That's, that's like how it plays I out. I know. I can see every part of this happening, and it's like every step of it makes sense in the drunken mind. Yeah, and then he was even—he was also—he was convicted of assault when he was playing junior hockey when he beat the fucking tar out of a guy on the ice. The mayor. Yeah. yeah. That seems like, like a truly Canadian thing to do, right? It, it is. I, don't, I can't fault him for that. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that on two weeks ago sports episode. Yeah. Where we talked about fucking Philadelphia Flyers and their classless yeah. idiot goalie. Anyway. Vampires. Yeah. <laughs> or at least, like, I guess tangentially related to vampires. John and I have watched the first four episodes of the new American Horror Story. Oh, yeah. And it's good. It's, a, like, I'm not going to say, like, amazing, but it's really good. Like, it's, it's, so. It's, it's like, I, you, it, it sucks, though, because of their, their mishandling of season two. Yeah. Has me, like, apprehensive totally. about whether they're going to fuck this up real hard. But, like, so far, I feel. Not, like I have to go back and be like, where were they at season episode four of Sophie? Do you know two? what American Horror Story is? It's a TV show, that's John. Right. You and did it. No, no, that's that's insufficient, really. The it is a TV show. It's a horror TV show. Every season is a new story. Often, I'm sorry, nothing about the title indicates that this would be a horror TV show. You're correct, and <laughs> it's it's like an awesome spoilers. American Horror Story is a horror. Show. Is it American? It, uh, yes, always Americana. Americana. American American style horror. Yeah. So they, but they, they keep the same actors. They put them in different roles in all the different shows. The first season revolved around a, a haunted house, house haunted, and yeah. some murders, and then the second one re- revolved around an asylum, and then the third one now is about witches in Louisiana. So it's like focusing on the theme of witches. The second series kind of kind of flopped because they incorporated all kinds of other elements and there was way too much way too much on. stuff going on. It was like didn't didn't hold together. They had, like, weird Nazi experimenters slash alien invasions slash a masked murderer. So more like uh, campy shit. No, it wasn't even no. that campy. It was just too much going on. Oh, yeah. okay. It, was, it, wasn't, it, was, it was all, like, the actual, I'd say, in terms of horror level, the horror levels of season two were the highest of the series. Yeah. Like, there was so many super if tense If you didn't season. pay attention to the plot episode. Yeah, exactly. Episode. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. In terms of just, like, how horrific the stuff was going on, yeah. it was, like, way horrific. Like... Yep. All the time, but there was just there was just too many like too many antagonists, not really any clear protagonists. Too many plots all bumping into each other, and none of them being like better. Oh yeah, and then there was actual Satan. Yeah, oh, yeah, actual Satan Ac- showed up. Actual Satan showed up. Yeah. Really? Like, like, yeah, it was it's just, crazy. It was just too much. It was like if you had picked maybe like let's say two of the like seven things going on and focused, yeah. you would have had enough material for a season. And okay. even so, in this in this one, they're focusing on witches and like a Hogwarts for witches. Sort of. Totally. Well, there's like three kids, three students, right, okay. three or so four students. It's not like a. It's like a witch school, and just if you just heard like this is a horror show about a witch school, you'd be like, it's the fucking dumbest thing. No, I and, would fucking watch that and, like all of it today now. <laughs> well, you should. We're gonna watch some more episodes, episodes yeah. if you want. And well, is it scary? Not at all. So, the the torture scene there from Madam What's Her Face. That's pretty fucked. Okay, so Teeny let's bit. let's just for our listeners who don't quite know me. Yeah. The slightest thing scares me. I cannot watch any horror things. I know I look like one of those people who does nothing but watch Hellraiser and shit like that, but I do not. It keeps me up at night. It makes me cry. So what would I find scary in there? The torture scenes of the slaves by the actual historical figure, Madame Whatserface, yeah. 
are pretty Le intense. Levar, Levan, Madame Laveau, Laveau, something like that. Torture yeah. scenes are not scary. They're disturbing. They're not scary. This lady, historically, this is so fucking crazy. This girl yeah. had uh, had an attic, and she okay. So so she was like a wealthy landowner in New Orleans, and she had a bunch of slaves, as did everybody at the time, which wasn't that big a deal. The slave she she was notorious for beating her slaves and treating them very poorly, and she was well known in the community for being shitty to her slaves. But nobody really gave a shit because they were slaves. Eventually. You're like, man, don't take care of your car. Some of the slaves got out and said she is completely batshit insane and has been torturing people in the worst and most inhumane ways possible up in her attic. And people were like, oh, come on, it can't be that bad. And they went up there and they found a room where people had had bits of their bodies cut off and then animals or like limbs sewn onto the stumps. What? They found people whose arms and legs had been bro- like broken in the long bones the the direction of the limb reversed and then allowed to heal in that reversed manner so that they their like arms and legs would like they'd like skitter around backwards so shit she like was that a scientist well she was a psychopath <laughs> brain stirring dude brain stirring Bra- like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brain stirring. Like, do it yourself. Like, cut through the skull, remove the skull so your brain is open, and then, like, stir the brain. See what happens. To just do what happens. Yeah. And up, stirred some more. And then up, oh, I killed him. So anyway, in the in the show... But, like, for a while, not dead. Okay, yeah. so yes, that is scary. This lady is in the show, so it, like, sets her up as this great villainess, which is excellent, because it's historical and Americana and fucking yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and Nick Cage used to own and she, Yeah, Nick Cage bought the house. Oh. And then had to sell it when Oh, he Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, Nicholas. So this lady is played by Kathy Bates in the show, and she has been it, like ensorcelled to be immortal, and by by like a voodoo lady who was trying to punish her. It's fucking great. And anyway, so she's in the modern era now, living at this witch house. Delightful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So like the main what what I but think again played by Kathy Bates. Yeah. Fucking great. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Well, the 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 fucking the three main females are it's Kathy Bates. Angela Bassett as the main voodoo lady and Jessica Lange as the main like witch. Super like, fucking. So like, just like yeah. those three, you're just like, wee. Yeah. That's you're just like, fucking winner. So yeah. I mean, but I mean, the stories themselves are they very like? Are there really spooky hauntings or possessions? Not really. This year, not so not, much. Yeah. Not really. Like a lot of the horror, like it's kind of situational. Okay, you know what? I live with a boy now, so I'll try to watch a couple of episodes, mm. and if I have nightmares, then I know I'm not alone. Okay. I will yeah. try it. Yes. I, I think it. it's pretty tame as far as horror goes. This season especially. Like yeah. there is horrific yeah. stuff, but it's definitely not scary as a sh- as just like sitting down and watching it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I will watch it with all the lights on. Do it. The main the main thing that I think that this season is doing well is limiting itself to yeah. plots. Every everything is magic based. Like the main uh um, vector. Yeah, exactly. But like the main conflict of the story are the witches versus the voodoo people. Like the factions like, of witches living in New Orleans. Yeah, there's exactly. like a voodoo faction and there's like a witch faction. Okay. Yeah, like American witch faction yeah. and like I guess American voodoo faction. Yeah. It's slightly, it's not full like Haitian voodoo. But well, that, I don't think that that's the primary conflict. The primary conflict is like the witches all at the Hogwarts who, the, like the lead witch who's like a super witch is aging and then in, in this story there's like one super witch every generation and as she dies like the next generation super witch kind of like takes her power and so the super witch who's currently in charge she doesn't want to die and she's doing everything she can to find a way to become immortal and to to survive like plastic surgery and fucking does she do evil things to survive absolutely Ooh. and um and so she's doing all this, this stuff jessica lange this, yeah she's jessica lange who's fucking okay. so good Anyway, she like she's trying to do all that shit, and then there's younger witches who are a bunch of kids who are like we're just trying to like get a hang, get a hold of being that they're fucking and have witches. powers. They don't know what they're fucking doing, and they're just being all played like, by this like girl. Th- like this isn't really a spoiler because it comes out really early yeah. in the first episode. But like one of the witches, apparently her only power right now is that if someone fucks her, she accidentally murders him, and he starts bleeding out from all. Oh, that's yeah. like uh, Legend of the Overfiend. Kinda. A, a little yes. bit, but it's like, but like, she so far has displayed no other powers. Yeah. So she's just like, this fucking blows. Yeah. Like, I have no control over this power. I just can't have sex. Yeah. Or if I do, people will just bleed out from all their orifices. Yeah, like, basic witches seem to have only like one or two powers, and then super witches have tons of powers. This was also Ninja Scroll, from what I remember. Where's she hiding the snake, Sophie? Where did she hide the snake? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think she Poison had, vagina! <laughs> she didn't have sex powers. She just had fucking poison coursing through her veins. That was her yeah. thing. Yes, she veins. Massive, no, but she just had a massive the immunity to poison in the Ninja Scroll. Girl, I right? don't fucking remember. I saw it when I was like 17. That was the best. Yeah. That, that Ninja Scroll still holds up. Does it? It's like, when yeah, did you watch it? 
maybe two, three years ago. Okay. Maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. Four years ago, maybe when Mark still lived here. Yeah. We were like, let's watch Ninja Scroll. Like the animation doesn't look super bad. I don't. Uh, it was ahead of its time in that yeah, regard. Yeah, and like the the style of it is a little bit like not normal anime. Like remember, everybody's like a little bit bulkier. Yeah. yeah. Kind yeah. of like yeah, it, it doesn't look like normal like traditional anime, yeah. which I think helps save it because so even the stuff that looks dated because it's stylistically different, you're just sort of like it was a product of a different time. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, it still holds up, and the action scenes like fucking flow into each other like super well and the ninjas move super cool this yeah. makes like me want to rewatch uh, Vampire Hunter D because that fucking holds up the I don't animation I have ever seen any of that <gasps> oh what do you mean uh, any of it I don't think I've ever seen a single maybe it's a one episode they're not episodes they're movies mm-hmm. there's like two there's the original and the remake I believe huh. maybe I'm confusing some other Vampire Hunter anime TV show Helsing no 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 Old, way older than that like 80s era Oh, I don't know. 90s I think era? it's Vampire Hunter D. Vampire Hunter D had a lot of spin offs. There's a lot of video games and stuff like that, basically. Was there? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean, like Castlevania? Sort of. I remember playing, wanting to play those because, you know, it was vampires. But Castlevania games are very hard. There sure are. Yeah, and then 2, which is not even just hard. It's just like, fuck you, I'm Castlevania 2 in a shitty fucking title. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Castlevania Yeah, 2 3 was great, though. I didn't have consoles while growing up. That's sad. Yeah, it is sad. I could only play like Super Mario or Duck Hunt at my grandparents mm-hmm. at Christmas time. Well, it must have made you really keen to go see your grandparents. No, we, I mean, most of the time I hang out in the kitchen and ate her olives, but yeah. <laughs> Sophie, I did. sitting in the kitchen, yeah, nomming on nom, olives. olives. She would buy an extra jar of olives just for me whenever I came over because I, I love them. My grandma made cookies. What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, she also made lasagna because, you know, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, blueberry kuchen. Kuchen? What is a kuchen? It's like a German cobbler. Uh-huh. Like, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, la- <laughs> it's like a layer of like, I guess like some sort of pie stuff, and then it's like blueberries with like brown sugar or something mashed in, and then there's like a crumble on top, and there's more blueberries. Huh. If you like blueberries, yeah, I love blueberries. It's a dessert for you. <laughs> and your grandma made cookies? Always cookies. You know, she like always had a bucket of cookies there whenever you'd show up. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'd have to look for the cookies, um, but the lasagna she made because it was my favorite. Grandma lasagna was the best, and mm. olives always available. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> she also had a, a rhubarb garden in the back, and mm-hmm. I used to always go munch on that. Ru- rhubarb is celery with high blood pressure. Yes. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a rhubarb patch outside my, uh, my house. Yeah, me too. And it was, you just would, like cut off the stalk, and you dip it in sugar. Really? What? Because it's so bitter. Yeah. yeah. That like, if you dip it in sugar... Like, it kind of cuts it, but it also, like, it brings out the bitterness, like, the way that you, when you put, like, salt on an apple, yeah. it, like, does something. Yeah. Have you tried salt on melon? Ew. You have watermelon? Throw some salt on it. Try it. It's so good. I don't yeah. know. I do that on apples, but watermelon? Yeah. It totally brings out the flavor. It's crazy. What? Anyway, sugar on rhubarb, yeah. same thing. It, like, it bring, it makes it taste, like, almost more bitter. Uh-huh. Like, it's kind of, but, like... You know, more better bitter? Better bitter. <laughs> and then you put it in butter. And then it's better bitter butter. Yeah. That's too far, Keith. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> um, I'm actually doing what I told John to do. Which is? Which is playing Shadow of the Colossus. I played it. I played it. I played like a half hour of it. What is it? So how many How many colossi have Just you Just the first one. Colossi? Uh, is that the plural of colossus? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like if there was like a multiverse thing and there were multiple colossus characters, X-Men, they'd be like, look at all them colossi running around. I think I'm at... I just took out the sixth one. Really? Wow, you're yeah. way into it. Yeah. Does it go fast? It's half hour of Colossus, basically. Okay. <laughs> like, like, it's pretty much... But like isn't this game, like, fairly old? Super old, yeah. I'm wondering if this these microphones are going to pick up Sarah laughing in the other room. They might. Through the closed yeah. door. Yeah, so anyway, so the deal with this. Yes, sorry. Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> came out eight years ago, and they remastered it into HD. So it still looks dated, it look but it doesn't look nearly as... Rough. It doesn't look like throwing a PlayStation 2 disc in like... It's PlayStation it. 1, wasn't it? No, PlayStation 2. Okay, but early. 2005. Yeah. So I think mid, even. Mid to mid PlayStation. Was it 2005? That's the date where it says... No shit. Yeah, so... Huh. That's still eight years ago, yeah. right? Like, that's... Anyway, whatever. It's, it's an a- HD remaster of this beloved title. So, yeah. It's like, I think they just, like, they... they like, it, it lo- it's obviously in widescreen, yeah. which I don't think it was originally <laughs> optimized for widescreen. The graphics look, like, smoother and stuff. Like... Yep. It, does, it looks like an old game, but it doesn't look like trash. Trash. And I, I, it's like, by, by far, 
one of the mo- the biggest experiences of like I'm playing an art. Yeah. Like you're playing an art. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is very much like a piece of art that you're playing. I want to watch. It, you, it's, it's watchable. Yeah. It's it's watchable, but also like, and like you're just like super simplistic. Like you you basically you start off with like your sword and your bow and you got a horse and then and you have a climbing. There's like a climbing mechanism. Yeah. And that is all. That never changes throughout the game. You just need to fight 16 colossi, and then. And then at the start, you, the your dead. girlfriend is dead, and you put her on a slab, and this god shows up and is like, "Kill the colossi for me, and I will bring her back." And that's the plot of the game. Like, and then there's no other characters. You just wander around this empty, barren landscape, find these colossi, and murder them. Yep. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And and it's like and like right from like there's so much like. It's like it's what's not said. Yeah, yeah. like it's like right, like right away, almost. You're just sort of like, I really don't think I should be killing these colossi. Like they don't, they don't seem to be evil. They don't even do. All. They don't even hurt anything until I show up, and then they're just scared of me. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it's, it's like, and they all have like, like when they die, there's like, like these like slow motion of them like crumbling with like sad music playing. You're like, I feel like I'm doing something terrible. Yeah, you know, and it's like. But you're like, I guess I don't care. And he even says it. Like he's like, I don't care if this brings my girl back. That's yeah. It's kind of haunting. Yeah. yeah. And like very long. Like like and like just these scenes where you're like, like to get to the colossi, you have like a little magic sword and you hold up your sword and like kind of like points a beam of light. So it's like these scenes of like five. Like the Eye of Thundera. But there's like five minute long scenes where you're just like riding your horse through the countryside with fucking nothing. Yeah. Like. And you're just like, and you're like moving around and like just like heading towards a general direction. Find a colossus, figure out how to fucking take it fight down, him, yeah. take it down. Horrible black stuff tendrils like stab into you, and then you wake back up at the temple and a statue explodes of the colossus. And then the doorman god is like, "Do it again." And you're like, "Got it." Wow. And that's the game. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, it's it's playing an art. <laughs> like. That being said, uh, like, it's, it's f- I find the control stream really frustrating. I do too. But like the horse, like the horse mechanic is like, fuck you, horse. Yeah, he because just rides the. Fl- he's like because it's like GTA riding. Yeah, well, no, but the thing is, but like I thought about it, and it's actually kind of cool because you don't control the horse; you control the man. So you can move the reins, which kind of point the horse head, and then you like kick the horse to make it go. Okay. So you're not actually like moving it like when you're running around on a guy. Like it's not like point left to go left. You need to like put the reins left, then press triangle to like hiya and like make him take a turn. All right. Which is like kind of cool in terms of the like. That's different. Exactly. It's different, but then you're like, fuck you. I just want to ride the horse to the man so I can fight the big yeah. guy. So you're mean to your fucking horse, aren't you? No. No. That's how it works. Exactly. And same thing too with even like the weird like the grappling system, and it's just sort of like. Like, I couldn't help but imagine. Like, if I had, like, Kratos' mechanics, I'd be like, flippity flip, 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 and then be like, Colossus dead. And it's like, they sort of, like, put a... Like, a, not necessarily a shitty control control scheme, but, like, certainly a cumbersome one. But I sort of feel that it, like, makes the struggle against the Colossus, like, enhanced somehow. Like, like it's frustrating and struggling, but then you're like, oh, wait a second, I'm a little dude taking out a 120-foot-tall thing. I really don't like the, the, the God of War mechanics how your character moves I feel like it's not you just press the button your character does whatever it doesn't matter like what's going like on the, around the, you like the it's climb free. mechanics though like the climb mechanics in Shadow of the Colossus are a struggle yeah like because like the Colossus is moving so you're like stumbling and your falling your camera's always and flopping around and your little grab thing is going down and eventually it turns into nothing and then you fall off the Colossus yeah. and you're like I'm sad and like that becomes like a way bigger deal like I fucking did what I remembered to be one of the shittiest ones yeah. the, did you play it before? no Okay, like there's a flying one. Yeah. <laughs> so just like, just like knowing the shadow of Colossus, like climbing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. It's ridiculous. Flying monster. Fuck you. Like you're like, woo, and you fly off, and you're like 100 feet away, and you're in the water. So that's on top of the tube because I guess to make the fall so you don't die, it's over water. Right. So you swim super slow. Yeah. You need to get up to a little platform. You need to try to like shoot him with a little bone arrow while he's circling around. Try to get him to dive bomb. You can grab on and start again. Right. It's fucking like an exercise in frustration. <laughs> but. Like, it sort of should be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, because you are a little dude with a sword fighting these fucking, like, building-sized monsters. Like, so, 
I don't even know how I feel about it because, like I said, I'm saying like God of War for specifically for the climbing mechanism. Right. Like God of War, like can climb up things, jump up things, hit a platform, grab, like swing up, and you're like, yay! But you know, you're remembering God of War three where it's all nice and fluid. I don't think it was as good in the first one. Maybe not. Yeah. But or, but in lots of games, like a Spider-Man game. Yeah. Like if you were Spider-Man, he'd fucking rip these colossuses to shreds. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying is that like it's a frustrating mechanic. Yeah. But reasonable in the scope of the, or in the exactly yeah. but sort of makes sense where you're like even though like, like you fall off the glasses and you're like mother now I gotta climb all the way up his stupid ass again it takes you like 10 minutes to just get to his fucking weak spot yeah. like, like there's like each, all the glasses have like specific weak spots where otherwise they're basically invulnerable so and like to get to them is usually like a pretty big pain so it's like a bit of a puzzle, kind of like you, you like you like beat on him in one particular part, and then he falls down, and then that like lowers his like furry, like the bits, the that, bits you that you can climb on. So you jump on his like furry bit, and you climb up that, and you climb around the side of him, and you get to the back, and then you punch him in this other thing, and then you climb up to his head. It's kind of cool. Huh. Yeah, yeah. That seems interesting. Yep. I wish I had a console. You should buy one. Nah. Do you don't have a PS2. I do have a PS2. Yes. Is it a PS2 game? Yeah. Is it really? Sure. Yeah, oh. I'm sure there's someone has a copy of it kicking around. I think I do. In fact, <laughs> I'm sure I do. Yeah. I might try it. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's quite good. Yeah, but it is. It, it's, like I said, I think it's. I think it probably is one of the first examples of, like, a game that is made more like. To like uh, inspire like awe and is less concerned about being like a super slick, fucking game. Yeah. So it's so it's high on visuals and things. Yeah, ish. No, it's, it's like no, but no, but dude, like I, I still like like playing it now. It's like I cannot think of a game, with the exception of maybe God of War, where you fight monsters like that, like just huge fucking multiple screen high. Well, like, Demon Souls and Dark Souls are both notorious for that, and also for having the same like spirit of a game where it's like it doesn't it doesn't like tell you what's going on. You just kind of have to feel it from what you're seeing. Yeah. Like, Totally, totally. Dark Souls. Dark Souls has the same kind of like, but like stark. Six years later. Yeah, yeah. At least. Yeah. Like that's it. Like, like when I'm thinking about this on the PlayStation Two, I really don't think there's anything that even compares. I think the, the Kingsfield games were supposed to be a bit like that. Those are like the predecessors to Demon Souls. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I never played those two. I think they're. Anyway, I, I just in terms of like big bosses, like like I be like that's one of my my beef kind of around the Shadow of the Colossus game. Mm-hmm. Is the same as it was when I like first played through it. I know I've never beaten it yeah. either. I, I think I played maybe, I think about to where I am now, like six, six, seven of the minutes. Sure. And it's always kind of like I was like, I wish there was a game to go with these bosses, because <laughs> there's no game. Yeah, you, you just, just ride up to the next one. Ride up to the boss, fight the boss. Next boss. Ride up to the boss, fight the there's boss. No, there's no like in between mobs or anything like no, that. Nope. Not a single thing. Wow. Yeah. But which is like a choice. Yeah. Like there easily could be little gribblies and you fight them with the swords, but they're like it's like nope. And like it, it's sort of you get like the, you get this weird feeling. You're riding alone in this desolate landscape by yourself on this horse for like five minutes, really five minutes, to get to the next one. You know what? I think I will see who does have it, and I'll see if I can. You should. Try. Like the thing, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And and it's just sort of like, and because it's so like empty, it like almost like reinforces like the wrongness yeah. of what you're doing. You're like, because like you get like you come to the valley of the Colossi. To try to resurrect a scroll, and like you're obviously from another place, like not here, because yeah. it's not like you're the only two humans alive. But like you've journeyed to this place to try to bring this girl back from the dead, and then the, this other god is like, you have to kill all these colossus in the valley, and you're like, okay. But you're like, something's obviously wrong with the valley since the only thing that seems to be in there are sixteen colossi. Yeah. But you have no idea what the fuck it is. But it like, there's that sense of like, this is really weird like you're like i'm doing a weird thing yep. and like something that nobody has done before otherwise these statues wouldn't be intact yeah like you're like i don't know what the repercussions to the land will be like it's like you have all these like there's ab- none none of this is like spoken of in dialogue but you're like while you're riding around for five minutes you like you, ha- you have it, like, to think about what am i here doing what is like what am i really up to like, where am i why am i doing this great like, a whole other thing to like question existence about it's, it's wonderful. great yeah. <laughs> pretty much exactly and like and i think that it, that's like that's what i'm saying when i talk about like an art piece yeah. it's like it's like it's clearly a choice okay i, think, I thought you meant it, more in graphics and not display at all and no. stuff. The, no, the graphics no. are dated like that's unavoidable okay yeah, yeah, but just like the, the themes and stuff are just sort of like and they're like imposed themes like self-imposed themes because yeah. 
they're not there. Like, I don't know. I think a creative triumph is what they. Yep. What yep. This Hence game it getting was. an HD remake. Do you know yeah, if Ico exactly. is good too? Like, I downloaded it also, and I haven't played that yeah, at all. Yeah, I haven't played Ico. Ico was a launch title on the PS2, wow. right? Wow. Yeah, that's when I was like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check that one out because Ico is, uh, same world as Shadow of the Colossus. Right. They're they're tied in, and I think they might be separated by like thousands of years or something. Like, I wonder what ever happened to the third one. They were working on that for so long. The Last Guardian or something like that, or the something they named it, and it was like there are all these pictures of this guy walking around with a gigantic bird companion thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know what ever happened to that. No idea. Yeah. Maybe it'll come out on PS4. Yep. They, that's interesting. The PS4 will be out in this That's true. Are you going to have one? Nope. Yeah, me neither. There's no launch titles that I'm like super pumped to have. Otherwise, I would buy it in a heartbeat. I can't buy consoles because I have no money. So there. Sorrow. But I, I don't know. I, I feel that it's, it's coming out at 400 yeah. I think. That's not bad. I, it, it's absolutely not bad. But I mean, but I, I could do for a price drop of 300 like, as soon as there's a game I want, I'm gonna buy it, but not until then. Well, it, it's I don't even not even waiting for that. I really I'm excited for them to stop making PS3 games so that I can find like I could possibly catch up with them. Yeah. <laughs> like I still have like a batch of games that I want to play and stuff. Like I just recognized a couple days ago that uh, Ronan gave me like Dead Rising 2 like two years ago for Keithmas, yeah. and I played it for like ten minutes. That sucks. And I was like, and apparently it's a great game, and I was like, I really want to play that. I'm playing the Uncharted. Yeah. Which are like. Apparently triumphs. Supposedly triumphs. the third one is mind-blowingly good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently the third one is the most impressive, like, graphically, but apparently the second one is the most impressive gameplay. And I'm playing the second one right now, and the second one's very cool. Yeah. And then, uh, like, I don't know. I was like, Assassin's Creed, maybe? I They're so like tedious. Apparently they really pick up after the first yeah. one. Like, you can maybe just skip the first one. Yeah, that's what I was stuck on. Yeah. The first okay. one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Weren't people all about that shit when it yeah, came out? Yeah. Like, the game mechanics and everything? It was so cool. Well, yeah, because it was, like, the core mechanics, but it was slow and plotting. And then they, like, they picked up the pace in all the sequels. Oh, okay. Like, everybody was like, these mechanics are super cool, and you feel like a super cool ninja, but there was, like, super long time in between missions, and then, You like, have to, like, wander around for so long to get from one location to another. Yeah. And then there's all these, like, stupid little, like, jump in 15 haystacks to fucking whatever. Like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, so, but then they, like, they continued to, like, apparently... Well, 2 is where they blew up, right? Because 2 was so popular that they made a trilogy out of 2. Really? Right? Yeah, there was three Assassin's Creed 2. Because, like, the, I don't know, you know the whole meta story about Assassin's yeah, Creed? Yeah, yeah, Like, where it's, like, in modern times, and you're using, like, this little Wayback Machine yep, to, yep, like... Yeah, to go yeah. into your, like, genetic memory and unlock yeah, exactly. other sequences of genetic memory. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, there, there, there's a giant meta storyline that just doesn't have to do with historical assassins. Like, there's uh, the framing device of the entire series is actually a modern... Modern setting. Yeah. Modern setting. Okay. Where, like, the repercussions of the stuff that's happening in the past is, like, setting up the events that you're experiencing in the future. Yeah. So it's, like, a very small percentage of the game takes place in modern times. Like but it keeps cutting back to it. Like, it keeps you remembering the fact that you are, in the modern day, reliving these experiences through your ancestors' memory. Yeah. Huh. Yep. So I was curious about trying them. I don't know if it's... You should give it a shot. Like yeah. they're, they're still, like, treasured games. They're, and they've done very well for Ubisoft. So. And they just brought out the fourth one. Yeah. Fourth one, which is... Pirates? Pirates. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's the... So... Six? Really? In the series? Well, because, yeah, exactly, because there's three twos, right? So it's, like, one, then the next three were two, yeah. so that's four, then three... Yeah, so it's the sixth. That's crazy. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. Madness! So, yeah. Pirates. And I don't even know, but, like, I didn't even hear that much about three. Like, three was Indians? Yeah, it was Native American. American, the New World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I heard like it did really well. Like, it's one of those things that like AAA like, title does super well. You don't play it; it just disappears well, yeah, after it's but, out. But like, but even then, though, it's like the Assassin's Creed series seems to be like like excellence is just like par for the course. Like, it's just, yeah. like it gets like ninety somethings across the board. People are like, oh, that makes sense. Yep. So, which is kind of good, I guess. But it's like you can't blow people out of the water anymore because you've made six fantastic games. You know, so it's like. Yeah. Like the sixth one isn't gonna have the impact that the first one did because it's they're the trying, man. One. They're 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 um advertisements for them are really good. Yeah, and they, and they yeah. always like they all have been. Yeah, like they're they're all like I always remember like Assassin's Creed does like does commercials like nobody's business. Yeah. Like you watch the commercials and you're like I want to do that thing. <laughs> and I kind of stopped caring about it. So yeah, the PS3 commercial, the PS4 commercials. I don't know if you've seen them. No. Super super cute. Why? Very fun. They, they do, like, the, like, real people in the world, whatever. Okay. And, and on top of that, too, I don't know. I mean, it clearly wasn't on purpose because the commercials must have been filmed months ago. Yeah. But uh, they're singing Perfect Day. Okay. 
Like it's such a perfect. Oh, yeah. It's like 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 the two buddies like like singing to each other like while they're like in like a sort of like an Elder Scrolls game. Or whatever. <laughs> and then, like one of them like stabs the head through the other guy. The guy's like smiling as he's about to get stabbed. Yep. And then like they cut to a car. And then they're like, I'm glad I spend it with you. And like knocks the car off a cliff and it goes That's like awesome. And it just keeps like cutting through like people like. But it's like, a song about people. heroin, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it could you know PlayStation Four is like heroin. Is okay. it? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't have one yet, do I? They certainly want it to be. Like, the goal of bringing out a console is to make people addicted to it and play it and buy it. But heroin has such a bad name. Rap thing. It kills like people. It great, I was like, it has a great name. It has, like, a, it's a, female a female hero. A female hero, yeah. Oh, my God, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> oh. Sophie's mind blown. I'm offended. <laughs> Here goes my inner feminist. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. the commercials are delightful. And then I also thought it was like, I was like an oddly, like an odd tribute to Lou Reed. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just passed. just passed. I don't understand how they can still be launching so many PS3 titles. Like, I recognize they have to be in development for years before they come out. And the architecture is so different that it's not like they can just retool these titles. But they are, right? Like Sony has, I don't know if you've seen some of the shit that they're doing. Yeah. So they're doing, like if you buy Assassin's Creed 4, Four yeah. on the PS3, okay. uh, you can update it like for ten bucks to the PS4 when the PS4 comes okay. out, and it carries your save game over or whatever else like that. So they're 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 fucking trying. They're designing these things in tandem. I don't get it, man. Dark Souls Two is like PS3 only, as far as I as far as I can tell right now, and it's coming out in fucking March. Like yeah. Well, they're well. It's the, I think they're doing the same thing that they're doing with the PS2. Okay. Which the PS2 had, I think an 18-month um, development cycle after the launch of PS3. Okay. So it was like PS3 came out, and instead of just being like, clunk, like dropping yeah, yeah. PS2, they were like, they had a year and a half's worth of... Stuff trick- trickling out and whatever. Stuff still coming out, whatever, because they were like, they know that not everybody was going to just instantaneously buy a PS3 at launch, yeah. and they don't want to like... It's sort of like, I think, like a, I guess a gesture of like good faith also that we're not just abandoning... Yeah. Our other console, like it is the console's eight years old, ten years old. The PS3. Yeah. Really? PS3 is seven or eight. Years seven old. or eight years old. Like oh it's been God, around for I a feel while. So old. It's like what happened to my twenties, man. Last I checked, I was twenty-five. Yep. That hasn't been the case. I know what happened to mine. Thanks. Booze. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So we're almost at an hour, and John didn't talk about books what? again. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. I wanted to. Okay, we'll do it really quick. I wanted to kind of like <laughs> make it a thing that like we were we always talk about all this geeky shit, and and we never talk about like serious literature. So I had gone up to the the cottage for a couple of weeks to 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 like retreat, and um, I read two books. You guys can ask me which one you want to hear about. One of them is a Pulitzer Prize winning novel um, called The Orphan Master's Son, which is about life in uh, North Korea. And there's a man. Your mom told me about this. Really? Yeah. My mom tell you about a lot of things. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, Orphan Master's Son, and then the other one that I read was um, "The Dogs Are Eating Them Now," which is the true story of a Canadian journalist who spent seven years in Afghanistan reporting on the war. I think more than any other Western journalist, and he like lived and obfuscated himself as a local person and fucking interviewed Al Qaeda members and whatever. These are both like for real fucking. This week, yeah. I personally, Sophie, want to hear about North Korea. You can choose, Keith, because both of these, I have a feeling, will make me cry. Okay. I choose North Korea because we talked about North yeah. Korea in the thread. Oh, yeah, we to, did. To try and figure out what level of murder was actually so going on within North Korea. It's Levels kind of, hard. of murder? Levels of murder. Well, it's just sort of like, like what kind of atrocities are actually happening in North Korea? We don't really know. Well, that's actually not entirely true. If you, if you, Google, don't have a full if you Google up pictures drawn by North Korean refugees, you will find that there's a quite quite a large number of them where they draw like stuff that they have seen in prison camps because there's a lot of North Koreans who are like slowly escaping. Not a lot, but like dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> Seriously. Escaping from North Korea and coming back to South Korea and telling stories about what's going on there and like drawing pictures of like here's a bunch, what a bu- here's what like 15 bodies stacked up looks like. I drew all the eyes as holes because the rats eat the eyes first. Like what? Or here, here's here's a picture of a woman that I saw. Where she's been tied to a tree, and she had her unborn child cut out of her belly, strangled in front of her, and then she was left tied to the tree until she died because it's illegal to get pregnant inside of a prison camp. Or like, the cool part about this is they might not be in North Korea; they might be in Siberia. Yeah, because of course the DPRK, 
yeah. as we all should be saying properly. North Korea doesn't exist. That's not a country. It's the DPRK, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. South Korea also doesn't exist, according to the North Koreans. It's just uh, they're wayward neighbors to the south. <laughs> anyway, so this book is like it starts off super, super dark with this guy who is a, he lives in an orphan camp. He's um, trained as a tunnel fighter, so he learns to fight in pitch blackness in the like thousands of tunnels that they've dug between North and South Korea um, as part of the military stuff. And then he he's so successful that he gets set up as a kidnapping agent. He goes to Japan and to South Korea to beat up and kidnap people for political reasons. So they'll, they'll kidnap Japanese people to have um, translators to so that they can send propaganda into Japan, or they'll kidnap particular-looking women for high-ranking people in North Korea to have as sex slaves. Like, all this shit... So anyway, like, it's a novel, and all this stuff is made up that happens to the character, but apparently the guy who wrote it actually went to Korea and interviewed tens of thousands of people, and so it's, like, as legitimate a story about North Korea so as you could possibly have. So it's a legit story based... Based on truths, but it is fictional? Yeah. Okay. It's a fictional story with a realistic background. Okay. Exactly. So half of the book starts off with him doing all of that stuff. Um, like, beating people up, kidnapping them, and just, just like... And this guy is, like, basically a normal dude, and the book really tries to get into his head, like, and, and like, experience how, how, how it is to, like, not have a family, not have any friends, then get, like, respected by the government as you're sent off to be this, like, super spy as super spy as North Korea could possibly get. Yeah. And then halfway through the book, the style does like a 180 degree change and becomes almost like a, like a Chuck Palahniuk book with like propaganda from the ministers being injected as text in the middle of paragraphs of action. Like it's all random and like colorful in contrast. And then halfway through the book, he murders one of the main generals of North Korea and takes his place. And everybody knows that he's not the general, but Kim Jong-il is like, yes, and this is the general so-and-so because he was drunk and not paying attention and nobody can fucking contradict him. Oh. So he goes and lives with the wife yeah. of the general that he murdered and, and they like have this like love story relationship where she's <laughs> like, I know you're not him, but I'm not allowed to say that you're not and I'm not allowed to act like you're not. So here we are. And she wasn't even, didn't even love the general in the first place anyway. She was like a, basically a trophy because he was the best wrestler in, he like successfully beat some Japanese guy in wrestling. And then because Korea needs heroes, they were like, yes, this mighty wrestler, whatever. And then Kim Jong-il hands out fucking women as, as trophies. That's great. Fun read, John. It was, it's, it's, but, like, it starts off all super dark and serious and goes to this, like, colorful Chuck Palahniuk crazy style. And then, it, but, like, and the whole way through, you're like, I don't know how much I want to buy this because it feels, it's a fiction about something that's, like, serious and dark at the same time. Certainly was not bad. One of Can you give it a rating out of, I don't know. Seven. Give it a rating out of seven. On a, on a scale of zero to awesome... Awesome being seven. I don't want. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to give it a numerical rating because I feel okay. it's too complex a, a piece uh, to like. If you were to compare it to any episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, which one would it be? This is the weirdest no, rating system. Can't do that. <laughs> can you can you liken it to one of the Star Wars films? No, it's really not. It's not. It's not simple enough to say that it's like that. This is like literature. No, no, no. no it's capital L literature. You can't like no, no, say no, that I'm it's just a. So you would, in the same vein. You, would, not, not, you would say it, it's it's fascinating and interesting uh, instead of like super fun read. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I understand, John. But it, it's like definitely worth it if you wanted to pick up like a serious book and like actually have to like think about what you just read rather mm -hmm. than merely be entertained. Then this this is definitely there. I like books that don't entertain me. <laughs> As an interesting, <laughs> yeah. I'm entertained. Like you can be uh, edutainment, stimulated. I'm like intellectually stimulated reading this. No, no, titillated. No. No. Did, <laughs> no. Did, did we talk about that? Titillating. How to titillate an ocelot? <laughs> you oscillate its titillot. <laughs> I think that's how we're ending the show, No, guys. no, no! I'm going to see Slayer soon without Jeff Hanneman. It's, it's going to be very sad. Jeff Hanneman. Don't mock the dead. Wait, what? Jeff Hanneman died. I, a long time ago. No, it was a few months ago. Internet time, forever. Dude, don't mock my faith. 
and a bunch of motorcycles showed up and then couldn't and would not go to the ceremony because a bunch of motorcycle gangs hung out because of people who were going to protest his funeral and they were like fuck that and they made a barrier yep. so that nobody could get near his funeral yes huh. this is very true anyway so I'm going to go see Slayer on the 23rd and I'm excited to see it and I'm, I don't know I'm wondering if they're going to do something special because it's their first tour without Jeff I think or I think they did a few without yeah. him because he was really injured and hurt and sick what happened I don't know what the, uh, the story is well, it was a mixture of getting bitten by a spider while he was drinking in a hot tub. Then he got necrosis something in his arm, and he's the guitar player. Right. So that sucks. yeah, well, one yeah, of the kind two of the guitar most players. Metal way to die. It's yeah, and um, that's super fucking metal. For, for <laughs> this happened like fucking two, maybe three years ago, and yeah. it just kept degenerating, and he had grafts and things of skin onto his arm. It's yeah. there are photos of this online. Yeah, it's necrotizing fasciitis is fucking awful. Yeah, and that combined with liver failure totally oh, yeah. off him. Unfortunately. Yep. But most metal way to die. Getting well, bit by a spider in a hot tub? That's fucking metal. Well, I don't know, man. Uh, Rotting flesh! Yeah. <laughs> Hunter S is out there. I really don't want to get old. I'm going to blow my head off with a shotgun in my cabin. And then he does it. Over. Yep. So I'm excited. Hunter S. That, that's also the writer way to do it the, with the shotgun because that's also him. Fair. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I don't know. I, I highly. Of all this, like I really, I'm glad we didn't have to deal with geriatric Hunter S. Thompson, and I don't think he wanted to have to deal with geriatric Hunter S. Thompson either. He's like, the way this story ends is with a shotgun blast in Colorado, <laughs> and it's like, yup, yep, and I'm like that, fair, well played, sir. I'd done what I came here to do, and it was over now. So the next time we record, we'll get to have your review of that show. Yes, and I don't know if I'm lucky, and I happen to bump into the band as they're leaving. Because that's likely to happen, right? Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll get a photo for the site. That'd be awesome. Wishful thinking. Get a photo for the site. Toby. I'll try. Do it. I'll try. I believe in you. Do it. They're kind of high profile. Whatever. We're high profile. We're on the internet. Oh, my God. We are. <laughs> We're so famous. I was, like, was going to say we had Mick Foley on the podcast twice. But you didn't. Just the once? We just had Yeah. site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 9ES or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.